two months later, I get a photo of just him wearing a baseball cap with like a boner, just like holding the phone down like foot level. And I was like, okay, if I didn't want to like go on a, a <laughs> what? Flight, I don't, hey, yeah. Stop. Wait. Pause, 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 pause. You got a picture of him naked wearing a baseball hat yeah. from his feet up with a, his dick in his hand. Yeah. guys welcome back it's me orianne welcome to not literary this is a storytelling podcast where i tell you stories from my book also named not literary if you haven't already gotten a copy all that information is in the podcast description go get you some and if you are more of a listener and not a reader then you came to the right place because i'm going to tell you the stories that i wrote in the book right here right meow Uh, Today is a special day. This is my second favorite story in the whole book. Uh, And this is also a story. This is the story where I got the title for the book. So this is the least literary of all the stories. Uh, This was a former blog post about the worst date I've ever been on. I think the name of the blog post was the worst fucking date I've ever been on in my entire goddamn life. I think that was the name of it. Uh... The name of this story, I changed it because I rewrote it as like an actual story. It's actually a little bit more literary now. Uh, Is getting to know your one night stand, don't do it. (laughs) This was the worst date I've ever been on in my entire goddamn life, as I said. Uh, It's unbelievable. This guy's unbelievable. It's like, uh, I had to write this because it's so unbelievable But also, I never want to have to tell this story again because I'm really exhausted even just thinking about it. It was so horrible. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And it was like 48 hours, which sounds crazy, right? But you'll once I tell you the story, you'll get it. You'll be like, oh, okay, I see how she got into this situation. What a fool. Um, And then, okay, so... After I tell the story, I do have a guest again this week. You guys have been so amazing about guesting on this podcast. Thank you to everybody that's come on so far. Uh, My friend is actually joining us all the way from Southeast Asia. She's in Laos. Uh, My friend Allison is going to be here. And I chose Allison to guest on this episode because she's been on some really bad dates too. Like really bad. So I have a feeling that that'll be a fun conversation. So if you uh, want to hear more stories about bad dates after the story of the worst fucking date I've ever been on in my goddamn life. Sorry about all the cussing, but that was the name of the blog post, right? Got it, right? It's like a reference. Um, yeah, stay tuned for the after party with Allison. I'm sure she's got some doozies for you. Okay, without further ado, here we are with my second favorite story and the namesake of the whole book. Uh, this is Getting to Know Your One Night Stand. Don't do it. Warning. This is not literary. This is just the story of the worst date I have ever been on in my entire life. It was so bad it must be told. But also, I don't ever want to have to speak of it again. So here you go. I met the guy at Clancy's. Of course I did. I would meet the worst guy at the worst dive bar, right? 
I was working on a Saturday night, stuck behind the ring-shaped bar, waiting on toothless men, some of them elderly, some of them not. My boss sat amongst them, rubbing his bald head, probably on speed, sucking on his teeth and watching me. A few young people were shooting pool, enjoying the lack of ambiance such a dive bar offers. Other than that, I was surrounded by hard alcoholics, people who had really given up, people with something to drink about. It was like if Dante's Inferno had a cocktail lounge. Then, in walked this cute guy. Ronaldo was tall, dark, and handsome, especially compared to everyone else in the room. He ponied up at the bar by himself and ordered something respectable, a beer and a shot, and not a lemon drop either. I could tell he liked me. He leaned in when he talked to me, and I did the same, desperate to talk to anyone other than Bill, one of my needier regulars. Bill's breath smelled like something had died in his mouth. It permeated. So, like, what are you doing in here? I asked him. Oh, I'm sorry. Should I leave? He smiled and pushed his shot glass toward me. Another? I was already pouring the bourbon into the glass. Yeah, I can't stay long, though. I'm here to meet a friend, then I'm not sure where we're going. He took a sip of the shot. Cheers, he said. I picked up a shaker full of vodka I kept hidden in the ice bin and poured myself one. I glanced over to my boss, who was now voice texting into his phone with a furrowed brow. I sucked down the shot while he wasn't looking. You just keep that there? Ronaldo laughed and gestured at the shaker. Dude, look around you. I eyed three middle-aged men huddled together at the bar, dead drunk. One picked his nose. You're goddamn right I do, I said. Cheers to that, he said, and laughed and finished off his shot. So, like, what's a girl like you doing in a place like this, he asked. I was smitten. What an apropos question. I mean, what was I doing in that dump? I tried to come up with an answer, something witty instead of depressing, but before I had to, Ronaldo's friend showed up. He was a she, and she was really pretty. Hey, Ronaldo stood as the petite brunette leaned into him for a hug. I'm sorry I'm late. It's one of those days, you know? I'm like 15 minutes behind on everything. I mean, every single thing, I swear. She gushed, winded, as she took off her coat. Whew, I need a drink, she looked up to me. Oh, uh, Lisa, this is... Ronaldo looked embarrassed that he hadn't asked my name. Orianne, I told her, and reached out to shake her hand. What are you drinking, lady? I asked. Hi, I'm Lisa. Nice to meet you. I am gonna... She turned to Ronaldo and saw the beer and empty shot glass. Shots? Are we having that kind of night? She asked Ronaldo. All right, then. Something fruity and a vodka soda, she said. I mixed her a concoction of flavored vodka and juices and made one for myself. I poured Ronaldo another bourbon and raised my glass. Sante, I said, and quickly glanced at my boss, still rambling into his phone with his eyes closed. I gulped in unison with the couple, and like a good bartender, I backed off. I figured the two of them had at least a casual thing happening. Backing off at Clancy's, however, didn't mean much. Hunched over the adjacent sink and scrubbing dishes, I couldn't help but eavesdrop. It's a small bar. Voices carry. Oh, yeah, things have been good. You know, everything with my dad finally settled down. and He's doing pretty good. So that's a huge relief, I heard Lisa say. What about you? How are your sisters? 
As I scrubbed, the two mostly talked about family and mutual friends. I heard a grumbling from the other side of the inferno and turned to see Bill waving his empty Bud Light bottle at me. I grabbed another and brought it over to him. It's about goddamn time, he said, and inhaled a sip, leaving a rim of foam in his white whiskers. He let out a long, silent burp and blew it at me. Jesus, Bill, I said. That's why we all take our time bringing you another one. Oh, he barked back. That's what he called me. Oh, he was never sober enough to learn my name. Yes, I asked sweetly, sarcastically changing my tone, my hands on my hips. <clears throat> he let out a long, loud burp. Keep it classy, B, I said. I poured Bill and myself two more of my secret shots and toasted him. The clientele at Clancy's could be disgusting, but I knew how to make money. I went back to the sink to wash dishes slash eavesdrop on Ronaldo and Lisa. I tuned in and out as they filled the air between them with inane chit-chat, and then... I don't know why, but my poops really don't smell bad, Lisa said. Um, yeah, they do. Ronaldo and I simultaneously responded. I looked up, embarrassed that I had chimed in, but I couldn't help it. This girl actually just said her shit doesn't stink. Come on. Ronaldo looked at me and smiled, thinking the same thing. In that awkward moment, whatever Lisa and Ronaldo had between them had been replaced. Do you just want to stay here? Ronaldo asked his friend. I mean, we can. Do you guys have food? Lisa asked. I smiled at Ronaldo. He smiled back and held my gaze. Neither of us even looked at Lisa. The burgers are good, I told her, still staring at Ronaldo as I handed her a menu. Are you working all night? Ronaldo asked me. Yep, every Friday and Saturday night, and then Sundays for football. Shit, all weekend? Ronaldo made a sympathetic face. Oh, hun, it's a good thing. Any bartender worth her salt wouldn't have it any other way. I'd say let's hang out on Monday, but I'm, I'm flying out on Monday. Ronaldo interrupted me and also took the words out of my mouth. Dude, that's what I was going to say. I'm flying out on Monday. I'm going to visit my friend. She just moved to Portland. I turned to Lisa. Did you see anything you wanted to eat, hun? Girl, that's crazy, Lisa said excitedly. He's flying to Portland on Monday. That's where he lives. She took a sip of her vodka soda. Oh, and the ABC burger sounds good. Medium well? Are we on the same flight? I asked Ronaldo as I nodded at Lisa's order. We determined that, no, we weren't on the same flight, but after a double jinx, that being the poop one and then the travel one, it was clear that we would have to sleep together. I mean, we had so much in common. Also, a brief aside, there's something I call the slim pickings theory. The slim pickings theory is the theory that when you're in a room full of boogans, anyone mildly attractive looks fine as hell. It's similar to being an LA2, but an Oklahoma 10. You get it? Or like, remember in high school how all the girls thought Mr. Bellardi was hot, but in reality, Mr. Bellardi was just an average math teacher who happened to be 20 years younger than the rest of the staff? Right. Slim pickings. You are as hot as your surroundings. So at Clancy's, ugh, Ronaldo was red hot, baby. Despite the horniness in the air, Bill's breath was also still lingering and I had a job to do. I gave Ronaldo my number and left him and Lisa in peace to eat their burgers. The night went on, and by closing time, I was pretty drunk on secret shots. I wiped down the bar, turned out all the lights, and locked the doors. I picked up my phone to call an Uber, but was interrupted by a text from Ronaldo. Hey, are you done with work yet? 
I'm having drinks at the hotel if you want to come join. The text was accompanied by an address. I'm not really down with OPP, meaning other people's places, so I declined. But as they say, when one hotel door closes, an apartment window opens. I have champagne at my place, I texted back. I sent my address and finished ordering my Uber. The sex was pretty excellent one night stand stuff. Renata was cool, fun, a good kisser, and had a big dick. He had zero aversion to using condoms and used them correctly, which, as we know, ladies, is terrifyingly uncommon. There was one kink, and I'm going to say this in Spanish in case my mom, or Ronaldo, but we'll get to that later, is reading this. Ronaldo was very into Nicolo. Butts are in right now, and I've noticed that recently more and more guys are into Culo, so that wasn't so shocking. But Ronaldo was more interested than most. Ronaldo needed to really look at it. Not just take a peek, give her a once-over. No. In order for Ronaldo to come, Ronaldo needed to stare deep into my culo. And whatever. I let him. The next afternoon, Ronaldo surprised me with a phone call. No one calls anymore. Hey, I know today is supposed to be awkward, but you seem really cool. He sounded rough and hungover. I am. Go on. I laughed. Well, do you want to, like, keep in touch? I come back to Long Beach a lot, and you said you travel to Portland. Sure, man. I had fun last night. Good to meet a new friend, always, I told him, and excused myself to get ready for work. Months passed. Maybe a year went by. Now and then, Ronaldo kept in touch through Facebook and would send me a funny meme or a nice message to say hello. Sometimes he was flirtatious, but never overtly sexual. None of the memes were sexist or gross. I wasn't into him, but I wasn't into anyone else, so the casual flirting was welcomed. Plus, he seemed like a nice guy. A nice guy with a big dick who uses condoms and lives just close slash far enough away? That's a good travel booty call. One day, Ronaldo asked me out. Do you like Rufus Dussol? he asked. They're playing and I got tickets in November. If you want to come out to Portland, you can have one. Be like, my date. It's in three weeks. I said yes. I have people in Portland and why not? I wasn't seeing anyone special and I was bored with the monotony of my day to day. I had also been trying to be more open when it came to men. I have a tendency to think they're all huge douchebags, and I was working on that. And yeah, Ronaldo would probably want to do butt stuff, which admittedly is not my thing, but he was a nice guy. Life is about compromise, right? I stayed with friends for most of my trip and planned to spend my last night at the concert with Ronaldo. He invited me to his place that morning, and I followed up in the afternoon for details. What time should I head your way? Address? Or do you want to pick me up? I texted him. Uber life, he texted back in all caps. What? I mean, I understand what an Uber is. And I get the message, take an Uber. But Uber life? Weird response, bro. Also, do I need to get the Uber? Is he sending an Uber? I mean, I'm not stingy, but I did just fly to Portland. I feel like he could get my ride if he wasn't going to pick me up. I looked at my phone, and he still hadn't sent me an address. I looked over to my overnight bag next to the front door. Was I making a mistake? Should I leave my bag there with friends in case I needed an out? A reason to flee? No, 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 my inner optimist chimed in. You're learning to be more open. Not all guys are douchebags, Orion. Give someone a chance. They might shock you. 
Just dive in. You are trusting. You are love, she cooed. Address, I texted back. I plugged his address into the app and was surprised to find out that Ronaldo didn't live in Portland, but in a far $50 Uber away suburb called Beaverton. Ugh, 50 bucks? But I was committed to change. Hang in there, believe. When something seems difficult, dare to do it anyway. Insert whatever mantra an idiot about to make a huge mistake may tell herself here. Besides, what's 50 bucks anyway? I mean, yeah, it's a night out drinking with friends in Portland, but you're going to have a great time with a nice guy. $50 is an investment in your future trust in men. I listened to the idiot optimist in my head and ordered the ride. Uber life. Beaverton isn't awesome. It's a standard suburb with ticky-tacky apartments and strip malls and trees and SUVs and chain restaurants. I didn't see any beavers at all. I arrived at Ronaldo's apartment and promptly had a panic attack, I get those, and tried to hide it with awkward conversation. Eventually, it was all too much, and I turned to chugging two mango white claws in rapid succession. We can walk to the bar down the street, he offered. Clearly, I looked like an alcoholic. I can't drive. I got a DUI, he said. This explained Uber life. Despite being outside in the fresh air, my panic held strong. As we walked to the local pub, I couldn't stop talking. I just went on and on and on. I'm always talkative, but this was rattled and bizarre. I knew I was being annoying, but I couldn't stop. Note to reader, don't mix panic and white claw. The bar was cute and didn't look like a chain. We ordered vodka sodas, my liquid Xanax, thank Christ, and some appetizers. I kept on talk, talk, talking, and an uninterested Ronaldo scrolled through his phone. I don't know why I even text this girl. Ronaldo cut off my rambling, still looking at his phone. Maybe because she has sex with me, he added with a laugh. Wait, what? My internal monologue piped in again, less optimistic now. Okay, wait, 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 wait. What? I mean, I get it, you're halfway through a panic attack and a sucky date so far, but you flew here for this. He needs to save his booty text for tomorrow when you leave. I asked her to come tonight, but she isn't texting me back. Ronaldo put his phone down on the table. Huh? Oh, God damn it! is this even a date? If it isn't, that's fine, but I thought he said date. Oh, wait, are you expected to have a threesome tonight? A threesome and butt stuff? I think my inner optimist turns pessimist when she drinks. I felt my panic flooding back. The waitress brought my drink just in time. My coworker might come too. You'll like him, Ronaldo added. A foursome? I blurted out. What? Nothing, I said and chugged half my drink. I sighed and waved to the waitress for another vodka soda. I sipped the rest of my first in silence while my inner voice bitched me out. Why didn't you leave your bag at Shauna's house? What the hell were you thinking? Motivational mantras? What are you, on a corporate retreat? Trust someone? Open up? He's a butt guy, Orion. He can't be trusted. More like open up your butt, you dumb bitch. God damn it, get your life together. You are an asshole, I whispered to myself and sucked down the last of my drink as another arrived. Huh? Ronaldo looked up from his phone. Oh, nothing, I said softly. We sat in silence for a few minutes. Ronaldo still immersed in his phone. I chomped on potato skins and calamari, trying to prevent the dreaded forgot-to-eat blackout. And then, out of nowhere, Do you ever feel scared, 
Like, it's all so fragile. Like you might just snap one day. He asked me, for once making eye contact. What a terrifying question. I can deal with a little crazy. I get panic attacks. I get it. But was I sitting with a serial killer? No, not really, I replied cautiously. I don't know. He took a sip of his drink and picked up a potato skin. Most days I'm fine, but there's the little things that edge in, you know? No. Like what? What edges in? Despite being horrifying, this was the best slash worst part of the date so far. Have you heard of trypophobia? He asked. I have not, I said, intrigued. It's like holes, like a lot of holes, he said, and took a long pause to eat an entire potato skin. I just sat there, waiting, wide-eyed. It makes me sick, like the center of a sunflower or soap bubbles. It makes me want to fucking barf. He pushed away the small plate in front of him and took a sip of his drink. So, tightly packed holes? That's a trigger for trip, tripo... I was into this. This was weird. Trypophobia, yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy how easy it is to slip into madness, I guess. He trailed off. Ronaldo gestured to the waitress. You ready to go? He asked me, suddenly upbeat. Uh, one more, please, I asked the waitress awkwardly. I took a moment to reflect. I was quiet, sipping my final cocktail, just looking at Ronaldo as he once again stared into his phone. My inner monologue was slower now, thanks to the vodka. So, the guy who was into staring into culos is afraid of tightly packed holes? I laughed out loud, just a short little chortle. Trypophobia. Hmm. Slipping into madness. <laughs> Girl, you sure know how to pick them. We better get going, Ronaldo signed the bill. You got drinks tonight, right? I'll get this in the Uber there. I don't think this guy will kill you. I mean, it would make more sense to kill you in Long Beach. Less cleanup for him. Plus, your last Uber went to his address. He'd get caught. Uber life, I replied and smiled. At this point, I was fine with this being the worst, most expensive date ever. As long as no one slipped into madness, and as long as I could safely get my suitcase later, I'd foot the liquor bill. So what if I flew here and Ubered to a suburb? Whatever. I was stuck. Just don't die and make the best of it. That's what you do. My inner optimist and pessimist had joined forces. I could go into more detail here and explain that, of course, the rest of the date was consistently not good. It did ebb and flow, getting better and then worse throughout the night, but it was all pretty standard crappy bad date stuff. This was also the longest bad date of my life, so I'll summarize below. The good, uh, really bad stuff comes after, I promise. We Ubered back to Portland. I know, Uber life. Don't even get me started. Ronaldo's elderly gay coworker joined us in Portland for the concert. He was a delight and a welcome distraction from Ronaldo. We hit a few bars. The concert was incredible. If you get a chance to see Rufus Soul live, do it. They're gorgeous, sweet, talented, and they have great energy. So did the crowd. Ronaldo refused to stand in the crowd and dance and instead stood by the restrooms the whole time. We went to a sports bar afterward. 
the gay coworker, sort of my life raft, left. Ronaldo and I were both very drunk. We argued over whether or not to go to a strip club. I was not in the mood to spend any more money, especially not with this guy. Also, we've had enough strip clubs in this book already. Back at the apartment, we had one more argument. This one over what to watch on Netflix. I drank more mango White Claw. Finally, we went to bed. My bag was fine. No one got sick about holes and no one was murdered. I'd live to see another day. This is when it gets... <laughs> I can't even. The next morning, I was up with the sun. I hopped out of bed despite a pounding headache, ready to get anywhere but Beaverton. My flight wasn't for eight hours, but I was prepared to spend that time in the airport. I checked on Uber and was sad to see that the app was surging and it would cost me $130. Do you want to get something to eat? Ronaldo asked me. You can drive my car. I was hungover and anxious. I really didn't want to drive someone else's car, especially with them in it, especially, especially if that someone was Ronaldo. My mind was too groggy to process. I know a great little Mexican place, he said. Whatever, sure. Tacos did sound sort of good. We weaved through the uninspiring streets of Beaverton, Ronaldo giving me decent directions the whole way. He was less irritating today. He played good music in his car, and for a moment, I felt like maybe he wasn't so bad. Five minutes behind the wheel turned to ten, then fifteen. How far is this Mexican place? I asked. Actually, he said suddenly, pull over here, and he pointed, his first abrupt command on the ride so far. I did as he directed and pulled into the lot of a car wash. I need a car wash, he said flatly. I could not believe it. This motherfucker has me driving his car through a car wash? I just laughed and shrugged. I had given up. What's so funny? Nothing, Miss Daisy, I said back as I struggled to pull the unfamiliar car into the automated wash properly. You need to back it up and ease back in, he told me, frustrated, just as I was doing exactly that. Haven't you ever been to a car wash before? He rolled his eyes. After the fun drive through the car wash, we finally got some tacos. The great little Mexican place was unremarkable. I ordered chicken tacos and water, and he got something more complicated. I sat at a dirty table with my tray of food, waiting with Ronaldo for his order to come up. I picked at some dried cheese stuck to the Formica table with my fork. Hey, he said. I'm really sorry about last night. I just kept picking at the cheese. I kept my head down. I didn't even want to look at this asshole. It's okay, I guess, I said. Diezi Nueve? A plump woman in an apron walked by us, holding a tray of food. Diezi Nueve? She repeated. Is that your food? I asked Ronaldo. I picked up the receipt for his order and checked the order number. 19. I think that's your food, I told him as the woman passed by and called out again. Ronaldo looked at me like I had thrown a glass of water in his face. Diezi Nueve? The woman called out again. What? Are you fluent or something? He asked in an accusatory tone. Now, hold on a second. This dude's name is Ronaldo Rodriguez, you guys. Just so you know, okay? Okay. And I'm not judging because my name is Oriander Rudder and I don't speak French, but just wait for it. 
I mean, yeah, I know enough to get by, I told him. Diez y nueve? The woman stood over us and looked at the receipt. She picked up the receipt. She placed the tray of food on the table and shook her head at Ronaldo. She let out a sigh. Ronaldo narrowed his eyes and looked at me. I don't speak that bingo, bango, jango, Ronaldo spat and picked up his burrito. <laughs> Y'all, bingo, bango, jango? Okay, Ronaldo Rodriguez, <laughs> do you, boo. I wolfed down my taco and chugged my water. We didn't speak for the rest of the meal or for most of the ride home. Do you need anything from the grocery store, Miss Daisy? I asked as we passed an Albertsons near his apartment. Actually, yeah, pull in there. He wasn't kidding. I laughed and shrugged. Why the hell not? Let's see what he's got left. I'm almost out of toilet paper. This was actually the second time he had mentioned being out of toilet paper. I didn't think about it the first time. It was right when I arrived and I was having a panic attack, but now it seemed strange. Especially because, from what I had observed, he had a full roll of toilet paper in his bathroom. I had to say something. You have a whole roll in your bathroom. Then, and I am not mincing words here, he looked me dead in the eyes and said, We need more, in case you need to take a big shit. <laughs> I, sorry guys, I'm laughing, but it's so crazy. I pulled into a parking spot and sat with that comment for a moment. We were silent. I inhaled and exhaled a deep sigh. Ronaldo, I asked him calmly. Exactly how much poop do you think is in me? Silence. I mean, that's a lot of toilet paper, I said. More silence. I don't know. He turned away and crossed his arms like a child, pouting. Girls always use so much toilet paper. I just assume they take huge dumps, he said. I sat with that comment for a moment, too. Hmm. Maybe that's because we use toilet paper when we pee? I said, lifting my voice an octave on the word pee, gently, like a preschool teacher. Oh. Whoa. Ronaldo turned to me. I honestly never thought of that. That makes so much sense. There was, of course, more badness from there, but fortunately not much. Uber stopped surging, and I got my bargain $70 ride to the airport a few hours early. It was a long drive, and trust that I lamented every ounce of this story to that lucky driver. One last shout-out to Uber life. When I got home, I changed my Facebook profile picture to a cluster of soap bubbles. I also posted a beautiful pic of a sunflower on my Instagram, just in case. I never heard any of that bingo bango jango from Ronaldo ever again. The end. That's my second favorite story in the book, and that is the reason that I even wrote Not Literary. Uh, I really liked the tone of this story being like light and not serious and just kind of like a story, uh, I think I said this earlier, that I would tell you at a party. And I wanted to write a whole book of those stories because 2020 sucked ass and I didn't want to put out anything serious and I wanted it to feel like a party. So I hope you had fun today. Stay tuned. I am going to 
go ahead and get my friend Allison on the line here, and we're going to talk about more bad dates and more stories. She's coming to you all the way from Southeast Asia, so that's really exciting. Okay, love you guys. Hi, I got her. She's here all the way from Southeast Asia. Allison, say hi, baby. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi. So, by me. I said, like, put on, like, a radio voice when I just did it. I was like, okay, we're live from Southeast Asia. Like, I don't know why I did that. It's so stupid. Hi. So, okay, what I normally do with guests on this podcast, um, obviously, we're going to talk about Ronaldo and Bingo Bango Jango. <laughs> <laughs> which I still like even when I was reading the story to record for this episode like I couldn't stop laughing throughout it because it's so insane so did you I mean I normally ask people to start thinking now if they have any dating stories or any stories they want to tell because it's a storytelling podcast specifically today let's do dating stories but then we can just spin out from there and do whatever you want um so have I told you the entire story of Ronaldo? Yes, um, but I think by the second or third time you told me, you had to clarify because I always think of this as like three different stories. No, for, but it's all yeah because awesome. it was forty-eight hours. Right, because exactly. I was stuck. I was stuck in Oregon in Beaverton with him. It was the most. Ugh, I not to use that word. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever done. No, um, that's not true. It was so stupid of me to be like, give him a chance. He's a nice guy. Sure, why not? Like, and I even thought I, I was like, I'm gonna leave right before I went to his house. When he texted me, I was like, Hey, are you gonna pick me up? Should I take an Uber? And he texted me back in all caps, Uber Life, L Y F E. <laughs> I was like, I looked at my bag and I had like an inner monologue, and I was like, Maybe I should leave my bag here at Shauna's house so that I don't get stuck with him in case he's a crazy person. And I was like, Orian, don't be, be open-minded. Open yourself to love. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. Okay. The story that I have in mind, I won't tell the story now, but it's, it's similar to this story, not in any way, in any of the details, but just in the fact that like, okay, you and I are both a catch we're not stupid, but we both sometimes go on dates with stupid guys, but we also have self-awareness around it. And both of these stories have at least like eight opportunities where like, it was a giant red flag. We could right. have left. We knew it and we just didn't. Just didn't. And just didn't. I <laughs> just didn't. I it's because you and I are both like storytellers at heart. And even though we were in absolute hell on these dates, this, some part inside of us was like, this is going to be a good story, so you will. Oh, absolutely. Stop. Absolutely. When he, okay, it was going so horribly in the beginning. I mean, it went horribly the whole time. But it was going so horribly in the beginning. And when he started to scare me, I was like, I got to stay. When he yeah. started saying, like, do you ever worry about slipping into madness? I'm like, that is, that's <laughs> the reddest of all red flags. Do you ever worry about slipping into madness? That is something you hear on, like, CSI, that, like, dangerous criminal minds or whatever. Like, no. No. I do not. And I, I told him, I was like, no, I don't. Do you want to elaborate on that? And he's like, I don't know. Sometimes just the little things really get to me. Like, fucking psycho. But, uh, but yeah, but then I was all in. I was like, this guy is nuts. And then when he told me, I don't know if you remember this, that he has trypophobia, 
which is that he doesn't like tightly packed holes. Oh. And he was a butt guy. He's into what? asshole. So it's like, you know those are connected, right? Like, sir, you know that you should speak to a professional. There's a reason that like seeing the center of a sunflower makes you violently ill and that you have to look at my asshole to have an orgasm is like, those are related. Yeah. It was just, it, it, it's too, anyway, I won't, I won't continue on with these details. Cause like I said, I already told the story. Everybody heard it. I don't want to like drag them back through it, but it was too wild to be real. I just can't. I was just like, he's also very, he's very crazy. Like that, like slip into madness thing. But then he's also like the most basic bitch of <laughs> all time, which is why it's confusing because if you like full on, like full on crazy, like, um, not like on the fringe kind of psycho would made sense, but he was like drinking white claw in like a lazy boy recliner talking <laughs> yeah. about ending madness. That doesn't really go. Yeah. You know, something I didn't put in the story is that when we went back to his house after we got, after the bingo bango Django experience and him telling me to pull over and buy more toilet paper in case I had to take a big shit. <laughs> We got back to his house and like a like teenage boy came over. Right. We, he like he was like well and I was like waiting on my Uber and so he put on um, Tosh Point oh, oh my and we God. just sat in separate recliners watching Tosh Point oh, and then like this like I don't know if he was teenage but he was like twenty one or under young neighbor came over and I don't know if it was like a weed deal I don't know what was going on but it was sketchy and weird and I just didn't ask because I was like. I don't know if I'm mentally equipped to even know what's going on here. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he's like, oh, human trafficking. You want another white claw? Like, I'm just like, I don't want to know. I'm just, oh, my Uber's here. Yeah. Uh, Uber life, baby. Uber life. What a psycho. Uh, so I have a story in mind, a bad date. Well, there was no date. But the first time... Uh, Actually, you're in the story, so it's perfect. The first oh, time, shit. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time I ever used Tinder. It was right after I broke up with Bobby. Well, no. It was right probably after. my fault as well. What'd you say? This is probably a little bit my fault, because I'm the only one who's ever encouraged anyone to use Tinder as, like, It was 100% your fault. Yeah. But, yeah. like, you weren't, it was, it, it doesn't matter. It's a good story. <laughs> uh. So we were like swiping right on people at Art Duvin. Uh, and I swiped right on this guy. He wasn't like super hot, but he was tall. He was okay looking. And he went to Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. So I was like, that's where I grew up. So I'm like, we'll have something to talk about. I could go on a date with this guy. And he's not too hot. So I'm not going to be like nervous. I'm like, I don't need nerves right now. I don't need to go out with somebody great. I need to rebound. And that's what you had told me. You're like, just get on Tinder and fuck somebody. Like, that's the way to get over this. And I was like, yeah, all right. So uh, so we make a date for the following Sunday. I don't know what day. It was probably a Wednesday that we were at Art Duvin because it's Wine Wednesday. But sure. irrelevant details, irrelevant details. But like, RIP, I miss Wine Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, well, Art Duvin's open again. But I just haven't been back yet. I don't like, they, they put a patio. They like built one in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time before somebody gets killed on one of those things. And I don't want to be that somebody. It just seems weird to me to drink in the street, in the street in, on fourth street where like, as you and I know, it's a little hectic there, a little crazy. So, 
Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, so we made a plan to meet on a Sunday, and I told him, I was like, you know, I can do that, but I work Sundays. Uh, I'll get off work around, like, 8. Can we just do something pretty chill? And he's like, yeah. I want, like, why don't we go to this wine bar near you, and then we can go see a movie after The Lobster is showing, and I really want to see it. And I was like, I love Colin Farrell. I want to see The Lobster. And that's lobsters. I love lobsters. So, right. So, we made a Can big- I just point out your first mistake before you rip this tie? Because if you agree to work a whole day shift at Clancy's on a Sunday and get off at 8 and think that you wanted to go on a date, that's nuts. Well, I did it. And I was ready. And I got changed in the bathroom at Clancy's. And I looked pretty. And I asked my coworker, I was like, do I look pretty? Like, I was like, is this okay for a date? She's like, you look fucking hot. Like, go, bitch, go. I was like feeling myself. I was ready. I got there a little bit early. I rode my bike because I always rode my bike to work. So I was like, let me get there early so I can like let the sweat dry off. Rode my bike, parked it, locked her up, went in. Shauna was working at Art Duvin, so it was, like, perfect. I had, like, a friend on my side to, like, witness everything that was going on, like, in case it was, like, weird or creepy or whatever. Because I hadn't used Tinder before, and that's, like, grinder for straight people. So I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. So I'm, like, talking to Shauna, and I, I text this guy. Hey, I'm here a few minutes early. I'm going to grab a, grab a glass of wine. <laughs> Rum Croyle is my favorite whiskey. Um... <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to grab a glass of wine, and I'll see you when you get here. And I order, like, I put down the phone, and I order a drink from Shauna. And then, like, my phone goes off, and I just look down at the phone, and Shauna observes my face, and it's just, like, cracked. It's just, like, huh? And Shauna's like, is everything okay? She said that I looked like a broken fembot from Austin Powers, <laughs> like, skirt, skirt, like, glitching. And I was like, oh. And I showed her the text, and it just said, Hey, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to make it. I'm so tired. I've been fucking all day. Oh, my God. I forgot this. Yes, okay. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what? But I don't say what. You don't say what. Anybody that texts back what, question mark, like, that's, it's, if you don't catch yourself and, like, follow up the text with, like, something that isn't what, it's, like, you just could literally scroll back and reread it. Like, so, uh, I text him. I was, like, I'm sorry. Do you mean, like, fucking working or fucking killing it all day? You know, like, killing it, bro. Uh, and he's, like, oh, no, I mean fucking. I'm an extremely sexual person. Oh, barf. And at that point, I'm, like, not oh, barf. Oh, mind blown out of my fucking skull. Like, what do you mean you've been fucking all day? And why would you, like, first of all, sir, on a very base, base level, you had plans to go to a movie with me tonight. I don't know what you were thinking fucking all day, but you have a prior engagement. You pull your dick out of whatever it is that you're fucking, the head in your freezer, I don't know. But, like, no, no, nay, nay. And then, you know what? Then I did the math, and I ignored this in the beginning. He's not a real person. The pictures are fake. He never lived in Baltimore. Everything he made up on there was fake. He gets off on this reaction. I'm almost sure of it. And it's not just because I watched too many Criminal Minds episodes. The first message we exchanged was about Baltimore. I messaged him something about Baltimore. Or I think maybe the second message. I think he messaged me first. I don't like to make first moves. It's like, it's not for me. Uh, he said, oh, yeah. 
Baltimore, lovely place. Oh. Red flag. Red, is Baltimore is is the area around Johns Hopkins lovely? Let me tell you, nay nay. So I should have known that this guy is a hundred percent full of shit. Even if you do love Baltimore, which I do very very much, uh, you would never say the way that you would describe Baltimore. Oh, lovely place. That's nope. No one would say that. Nobody. Nobody that no, that's lived in Baltimore. For like Fountain Valley. You know, when you go to Fountain Valley and it's like Fountain Valley, a nice place to live. Like that's their city motto that's like on all their Dude, do you know what Baltimore's city Baltimore has had so many funny city mottos? It used to be the city that reads. We have like the lowest literacy like in the country. Um, but I like the city that reads. That's a good one. Baltimore, the city that reads, like it's actually the city that, like, smokes crack and shoots heroin, but whatever. The city that reads. But my favorite one, Baltimore. The greatest city in America. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't have to get that verified at all, do you? It's just going to be on all of our park benches. Okay. Greatest city in America. Yeah. So that was my first Tinder date, but I didn't actually go on a date. Right. Because he didn't show up because he was busy fucking all day. Oh. Uh, yeah. Do you have any bad date stories that you would like to share? The worst, not like the worst one, but just like the stupidest one. Yes, like please. stupid all the pounds, like my error in judgment, was this guy, do you remember the guy I went to a wine tasting with friends and the wine rep was a yoga teacher who only does wine and yoga holidays in Italy or something. And so I was like, he wasn't that hot, but this is threefold, right? This is a yoga job abroad, maybe a fuck. And like, he was like, can I take you to dinner at, oh, I was trying to think of the name of this place on like first and what's the street that Linden Wine is on or whatever. It's that fancy restaurant. James Republic. Yes. So he was Dude, like, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, keep going. So I was like, I actually called my dad who like works in wine and is desperate for me to get married. I'm like, I'm going on a date with a wine yoga travel guy who's taking me out to like one of the nicest restaurants in town. This was like a big deal. So I go to him, I meet him as he's like, great. Our reservations are at 9 p.m. James Republic. He wasn't from around here. And I was like, wow, a guy who's not from Long Beach, took the initiative to look up a restaurant, name the time, make a reservation. I was like, this is pretty class. Well, compared to what I'm used to, right? No, it's pretty class. Like, it, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, not compared to what you're used to. Like, dating is terrible. Right. Yeah. So I meet him at his, he's like working at this wine tasting. So I go there, but he's obviously serving me, and it's kind of flirty, and it's like, yeah, when, when the tasting's over, we're going to dinner, and we have our, like, reservations for and then he starts getting, like, shit-faced. And this is where, like, like, and my other friends were, and he was, like, sticking his hands, like, in my pants pocket. And then it just got sloppy. And he's like, do you guys want to order some pizza? And I was like, what? Like, I, I didn't eat for, like, two days. Because, girl, I was going to James Republic on somebody else's dog. Right. So, happy. so then he's like, should we order, like, another bottle of wine? And I'm kind of like, uh, like, TikTok? Like, don't we have... <laughs> TikTok. 
I'm like, what time is it? And it was like 10.15. Again, where is my brain when our reservation was at 9, it's 10.15, and he's ordering bottles of wine. So then he's like, oh, okay, we'll go. And he's like, oh, do you want to go to Chronic Tacos for dinner? And I was like, Chronic Tacos? Public. <laughs> and he's like, right. So now it's like 11. And he's like, let's go to dinner then, James Republic. And I said, are they still open? This is my now favorite part of the story. Like, it wasn't that shocking at the time, but he picked up his phone, put it down. <laughs> he did not touch the screen. He did not unlock it. He did not hold it here for more than one second. He picked it up, put it next to his head, put it down, and said, yeah, I called them. They're still open. I think he's and a killer. And I said, okay. Like, so then we're, we, are, we go in the cab, and he's trying to, like, assault me in the back seat, basically. And I'm like, so I'm over him sexually. I no longer believe that he has the job offering, but I still want to go to James Republic. <laughs> oh, I'll take you to James Republic, bunny. So we get to James Republic, like, shocker, it's midnight. They're not open. Of course not. So he looks at the sushi place across the street and is like, they're still, I think they're still open. And I'm like, it's black. They, they don't even have, like, a logo that stays on overnight. Like, it's closed. He goes over and starts shaking the door. Again, I'm still standing there like, okay. <laughs> so we go to Padre. This part, Ryan, you know, so he got, as men do, when I didn't want to make out with them, he got really, like, felt the need to insult my intelligence and, like, worldliness. That's and nice. so he oh, what a great guy. He goes, have you ever been out of this country? Because he's saying, like, oh, I was very wow. Great. Of all and the I was people like, to ask. I was like, I actually have. And he goes, how many countries? And I was like, <laughs> 14 or so. Like, a, I think a decent amount for an American. And before I say the words 14, he goes, 29 countries. <laughs> and, uh, and instantly, like, it was one shred of something I found interesting. So I, like, snapped out of how insane it was. And I go, oh, really? Like, tell me. Like, what countries have you been to? And he goes, Spain, Portugal, Palaysia. And I was like, Palaysia? Palaysia with a P. And I was like, okay, right. I've so, never been to that one. No, you definitely know the end of this story, though. So we're at Padre. You know, they have those heat lamps outside. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. I'm sitting there just like, okay. And he starts leaning into the lamp. And then he starts like running his fingers down the lamp. And I just said, hey, excuse me, are you on ecstasy? And he flips his head to me and goes, why? Because I'm stroking the heat source. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know this story. You've never told me this story. Oh, my God. He's the guy. So, Sean, shout out to Sean from Belmont Shores. He describes this man as the guy with two chins and no chins at the same time. He had, like, the weirdest, like, the no jawline, so like a double chin, but a skinny person. I don't know. So anyways, I run inside to Padre. I'm like, fuck this. Hi, bartender. She's my friend. We're on all my Tinder dates there. I'm like, two shots of whiskey and three tacos, please. Thank you. And there's this guy in the corner. He's like, do you need help? And I'm like, well, maybe because I'm on this sketchy date. He's like, well, I'm a Vietnam vet, so I only sit by this side of the door and like watch out for creeps. I was like, fabulous. So I spent my night having tacos with him. So guy... Hold on, really quick interruption. I want to say, when I was on the date with Ronaldo, bingo, bango, jango, um, a girl 
asked me when I was outside smoking a cigarette if I needed help. And she's like, there's an off-duty police officer inside if you need help. You know, it's like crazy when you're on such a bad date that like outsiders ask you straight up and down, do you need help? Like, are you being human trafficked? Like, anyway, please continue your story. Sorry. The end of the story is after all that, like he obviously fell asleep on the heat source. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I went inside, and so he must have woke up and went home, whatever. I get a text that just says, you are weird. <laughs> and then I think I asked my the other friends that were staff that were, like, running this wine event, and they were like, God, what did you guys get up to that night? And I was like, what the fuck? It was weird. And they were like, well, he bought, like, a shit ton of drugs off us in the bathroom, and I'm like, okay. I mean, but, yeah, but still, that's really, really crazy behavior with somebody that you've never met before. Like, it wouldn't be the first crazy I like fucked around with, but he he led with like this very professional offer. Like, you could, he could have skipped that, and I maybe would have come out for a glass of wine anyway. So why these guys are so delusional and are like, let me interview you about a residency in Italy? And then you just do a bunch of coke in the bathroom and ask to go out for chronic tacos. No, it's awkward. It doesn't make... No, it's... No. It is important, though, that everybody out there who is dating or thinking about dating understand that sometimes people are on a lot of drugs. (laughs) So, like, you should wrap your head around that. Just because you're not on drugs doesn't... This is something I've had a really hard time with and it sounds hard to believe because literally the last podcast episode was all about how many drugs I used to do but I assumed that because I no longer as an adult and what I would hope to be like a functioning member of society I don't do drugs I assume that nobody else does drugs anymore either because it's like so fucking retro people a lot of people are on drugs so when they act like real crazy it's not like that they're crazy they're just like maybe really high I don't know also sometimes they're really crazy and really high I don't know. Uh, I went, I I had a weird internet date. Uh, This one, the details of this are kind of foggy for me because I don't, it's not a very, it's not a great story, but I met this guy online and upon, he was like one of those people that I swiped right on, like I probably was drunk or it was like, you know, I just got into that like human Pokemon game where I was like swiping, swiping, swiping. And so like sometimes you misjudge and you say like yes to somebody. Right, because yeah. like, the app is like the algorithm is treating like me differently. Autonomic like, nervous system function after you do like fifteen in a row. Like Yeah, he wasn't hot. He like kinda like had like <laughs> he had kinda like bitch eyelashes. Like I just like can't <laughs> like when you have like a, a woman's eye like are you wearing mascara? Like get out of my face. Um so uh I kinda backed away from him and he lived a little bit too far away. He was geographically unattractive, which is very easy in Los Angeles because traffic is such a bitch. So like in the greater LA area, like if you aren't like 15 minutes away, it ain't happening. No 15 minutes. Well, 15 minutes away can be an hour and a half away sometimes. So it's just like, I'm not going to, I don't commute for love or penis, whichever you want to call it. Um, but he did a lot of business in Oregon, just for the record for a date. Well, yes, I did. (laughs) and we all know how that turned out so let let it be known don't do it well you know the name of the story in the book is uh getting to know your one night stand 
don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. Could never sleep with him in that story. Um. Yeah. No, oh. not in the story. In the story, what? I don't. I say we went to bed. I assume everybody who knows me knows that, yeah, of course I had sex with him. I flew all the way there. I went through this traumatic, horrible date. I'm at least going to try to, like, get laid. And you know what's funny? There was no butt stuff. So, like, the whole time he was, like, so into butts. But I think, like, he was so angry with me that he didn't even want to look into my butthole again. Or maybe he was slipping into madness and he couldn't deal with any tightly packed holes. I don't know. But it was a relief. I was like, well... That was a horrible date, but at least I didn't have to do any butt stuff. Because it's arguably, it's not my thing. It's just not my yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a booty hoe. Uh, oh, but this guy, so he was, like, doing business in, he did a lot of business, he says, in Long Beach. Okay, whatever. So he's in Long Beach one day, and he's like, hey, do you want to grab coffee? And I'm not doing anything. So I'm like, yeah, meet me. At, he's like, what about this place portfolio? Literally right down the street from my house. So I'm like, okay, sure. So I like go over and I bring the dog. I mean, like, I'm not interested in this guy at all. I brought my dog on my way out the door. I slice my hand on something. I don't have any band-aids. I show up, I like with like um children. I go to the the liquor store to get band-aids. All they have are like brats band-aids. So I've like got like brats band-aids all over my hands, and I'm just like, oh, I'm bleeding, and I've got the dog, and I'm like kind of sweaty. I'm just a mess. And uh I sit down with him and he he's like the whole time, <laughs> I don't want to call him a dog fucker, but the whole time, he's just very into the dog. He's just like, so like, well, what breed is that? And I'm like, well, she's a mutt from the pound. He's like, so like, how much time does she take to walk? Like, how, how many times a day do you have to walk her? And he's asking me all these like, very, like, yeah, weird factual questions. And I, if you are a listener right now who doesn't know me well, and you haven't read my first book. You may not know about dog fuckers, but they're out there. But I didn't think that about him. He he basically just grilled me about taking care of a dog. And he's like, well, where, what, what pound did you get her from? And I told him. And he's like, I gave him all the details. And he was like quantifying and like qualifying this information in his head. You could tell. Also, clearly on a lot of cocaine. Clearly. Because this is very this is weird. He was like really speedy, really fast. I'm like, um, so what place did you get her from? Well, how many times did you walk her? Well, do you have to brush your hair? When you brush your hair, how long do you have to brush your hair for? I mean, it was, like, weird. And then he, he's like, I think I want to get a dog. And I was like, yeah, you should get a dog. Like, it, it's a great it's a great way to improve your quality of life. And he's like, okay, well, I think I'm going to do that. And he, like, just stands up and walks away. Just leaves me there. Bye. It's like, it, it, bye. And I'm like. Yeah. Portfolio does attract a lot of dog fuckers. Fourth Street in general. I think that they're just... Sadly, I think there are more dog fuckers in the world than people are ready to accept. Anyway, that was... Uh, <laughs> that what, what I should do right now is add... Uh, you're supposed to run ads on your podcast, and the ad oh. is for the app. So you know what? Let's take a break, and I'm going to run the ad right now where I tell you how great Anchor is. Okay, ready? Are you ready to take a break? Yeah. Okay, hold on one second. I gotta walk around to my camera. Okay, we're back. I'm a little drunk. Allison got a little high. And I think my next question for you, I mean, do you have any more, I know you do, do you have any more bad date stories? Cause your last one was amazing. Oh, yeah, I have, 
I have so many that I forget and people will write to me and they're like, do you remember that guy that, and I was like, no. Um, well, okay. Think about it for a second. I'll tell my second ever Tinder story. Okay. You like this one, Oreo. So, oh, yeah. International was, uh, Tinder. Yeah. This is, yeah. This is Mexican Tinder. It's El Tindero. So I was in Mexico and I had, I was visiting a friend there and we had a falling out. Uh, she's fabulous, but she's crazy. She's like a hurricane of a person. So sometimes, you know, sometimes she just like wrecks you and she did. And so I went and I got a hotel room and I was by myself in Mexico and it was the day before Valentine's day. And I was like, feeling a little lonely. And so I went on Tinder and I found this nice guy. His name was Jose. Uh, he was cute. He had, he was like a cute guy. I think I showed you his picture. I think you've seen them. And he had like a cute dog. I thought seems harmless. Uh, which spoiler alert, he is harmless. So I've never in my life been on an actual Tinder date. I had that one where the guy is like, I'm fucking all day. I can't. But I decide that in a foreign country, when I'm by myself and I have no communication, my phone doesn't work there except in the hotel room, that's when I'm going to go on a Tinder date, like a hookup date. Like, that's when I'm going to do it. Like, correct. Like, right. So he's like, okay, well, I'll pick you up. So he picks me up in his car and he drives me, like, outside of town. I just get into a car with a stranger. I go outside of town. But he takes me to, like, this little area and there's, like, a bunch of dolphins there. It's, like, a shopping area where, like, they keep the dolphins, like, in, like, a pool. But, like, it's, like, it looks like it's, like, free and fun for them, but it's not. And he's, like, I know, it seems so romantic, but really, the dolphins are so sad. And I'm, like, okay. Like, you're, no, but he's, like, doing a good job. Because I'm, like, well, you made me, like, horny because there's animals. But then you also made me sad for the animals. So I'm, like, it's also the day before Valentine's Day. And, like, my friend just, like, ditched me and, like got mad at me or whatever and like I'm by myself in like a foreign country like you're doing your job Jose like you're doing good so then he takes me back <laughs> and he drops me off like no kiss nothing 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 he's like you want to hang out tomorrow and I'm like yeah cool that would be great it's Valentine's Day like let's bone like let me have a one night stand on like Valentine's Day in Mexico with cute Jose and his little weird dog and his little weird dolphin life like fine perfect so cute but then like 15 minutes later when I am in my hotel room I get a text from him and it's like hey Oreo not my name but also okay hey Oreo I forget to ask you do you want to fuck with me <laughs> and look girl I had already washed my face put on my boxer shorts like whatever the fuck I was wearing in Mexico you know like some I'm like in my PJs no, not right now. Like 40 minutes ago, game on. But like, yeah. what are you doing? Oreo, like if there was anybody that was worse at Tinder than me, it was him. And I was like, well, we have plans tomorrow. Let's just see how that goes. Is what I texted him because that's like logical and normal. Like I'm, I already washed my face, dude. Like and then I yeah. never heard from him ever again. He stood me up on Valentine's Day. What a poor bitch. Your favorite holiday, too. The most important to you sentimentally, I know. 
I really like Valentine's Day because it's a good excuse to wear red and pink at the same time, which is usually a fashion no-no, but I'm like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that you can like just, you can put hearts all over your face. You can get, and you can eat candy. Uh, also, I used to throw um, a Valentine's Day making party every Valentine's Day where, <laughs> shocking, I did it on Valentine's Day, um, where I bought a bunch of porn and then a bunch of craft supplies, and people would make, like, dirty valentines. Oh, that's fun. It was really fun. It was. Okay, any dating stories come to mind? If not, we're going to wrap it up. No big deal. Okay, so this one... Hold on. This it sounds one, like I'm peeing. One... I'm just filling up my drink, you guys, but I'm using a water bottle that happens to sell... I'm not peeing. It does sound like oh, peanut. Where's my sleep? Um. So this story is good because it involves... Long Beach, it you, but also it came back around when I was living in Cambodia. So this is like for yes. not a date, also like whatever. So you know me. I've been since you've known me like desperate for a boyfriend and like delusional that I'm gonna meet like a boyfriend on a hookup site. Like I know that very well. That's the whole reason I started the Tinderella campaign. Right. So but one time in my whole life that I was like this was Christmas walk in Belmont Shores in probably like 2015. And I was like, this is a hookup. I am hooking up with anyone who's nice to me and it's going to be a hookup. And of course I meet like the nicest guy that like holds my hand back to the car and everyone's like, you guys look so cute together. I'm like, shut up. So we go back to my house and have sex. And then I'm like, bye-bye now. He was very, very nice. Well, I was like, bye. And he's like, you know what? I'd love to take you out to dinner. Like, I, I know we've slept together, but I'm actually really interested. And I was like, okay, okay. Like, Uber's on the way. Like, pushing him out the door. And he's so nice. And then I think he texted me again. I just ignored it because I was like, well, I was pretty clear. Um, and if the girl is pretty clear that it's just a hookup, then, like, you need to listen. So he messaged me. I don't have a reply. Two months later, I get a photo of just him wearing a baseball cap with, like, a boner. Just, like, holding the phone down, like, foot level. And I was like, okay, if I didn't want to, like, go on a... a <laughs> what? I don't wait. Even, yeah. Stop. Wait. Pause, 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 pause. You got a picture of him naked wearing a baseball hat yeah. from his feet up with a, his dick in his hand. Yeah. Okay. Continue. That's our second interaction with about four months put in between. And then you and me... And Allie Joe are at Gallagher's one night, which why Allie we ever Joe. To and you find out that they sell like uh, grills for twenty five cents and like yeah, the vending, and the vending machine, like fake diamond teeth. So Orion goes to the bathroom and buys the three of us these like fake diamond clip on grills, and I have one in my mouth. And this guy pulls up on a bicycle and goes, "Hi, Allison," and I'm like, "Do I know you?" With my grill on. And <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, uh, we've had sex and then he just like pedaled off and I was like <laughs> so then this was like two and a half years later I'm in no 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 there was a time in between in Long Beach where I switched my phone or no I probably didn't save his number because I didn't want to talk to him and I get a message that's like hey and I said like hey who is this I don't have the number saved and I get this fucking message back like you know what you unfriendly bitch like, if you don't want to say, if you don't even remember who I am, like, you're hurting my feelings. I don't know why you don't like me. Did you think I was Republican? I'm sorry I had whiskey dick that night. Like, this 
And I was like, <laughs> did you think I was Republican? I'm sorry, I had whiskey dick that night. Oh my God. Yeah, and I was like, no, actually, I, I got a new phone. Like, it's real. So then, two and a half years later, I'm living in Cambodia. I'm in Siem Reap, and I get some message from someone with a fake, weird pseudonym, like something that's supposed to be funny. That's no. And I said, and it just says like, hey, do you want to jerk off together? And I was like, <laughs> and he's like, it's whatever his name was. And I was like, dude, I did not want to have sex three years ago. I do not want to jerk off on Facebook Messenger now. And he's being, he's not taking no for an answer. He's like, come on, you know, it could be like good for both of us. Like what a fun, I'm like, I haven't talked to you. killer. And then I do the math, right? Because for me, it like could be maybe like jerk off time. But then I do the math. It's eight o'clock in the morning in California. And I said, dude, do you have to go to work today or something? <laughs> and he was like, ah, oh, no. Like, like that scene in Knocked Up where the guy's like, no work today. I'm like, right, sure. So my friend and I just, I should find the screenshots and send it to you. We just, he was being absurd and the whole conversation was absurd. So we just started going into Giphy and like picking whatever first, the first Giphy that came up. One was like a bunch of Iraqi soldiers, like a very serious post. <laughs> writing back like, yeah, but you know, it could be fun. Like a little bit of sexy. And then there was one of like Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> and he's still on it. Like, no, just give me a call, this, that. And I'm like, uh, yeah. And I think it happened maybe again a year later. Like you just get that. Hi. <laughs> that's oh, like, you know who that's like? Yeah, I don't want to say his name. I don't want to say his name. I almost said it myself. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know. No, you don't. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Okay, for the podcast purposes, let's just call him Juan. Juan. That's it. You um, have a lot of like, Mexicans and like fake Mexican, like no, they're, really, bingo, bingo, they're all bingo. really they're all real Mexicans. Yeah, but they don't speak bingo bingo. No, bingo. Ronaldo. <laughs> Bless him. Plus him, bingo, bingo, Django. No, um, oh. we'll call him, we'll call him Juan, but Juan, okay. Juan, who you may remember, uh, we went on two dates and I thought that he was like, first I thought he was cool, but again, like when you're dating and you're online dating, it's like, your, your, your reality is kind of skewed. Because you go on so many bad dates, so when you go on a good date, and, like, sometimes the place that you go, and the fact that you're, like, with yourself, like, if you ask me enough questions, and you get me on a good roll, and, like, we're in a good place, I had a lot of fun talking to myself, to you. Like, that's, I mean, that's narcissistic and kind of crazy, but it's also true. Like, so it just happened, and then we went on a second date, and I was like, oh, I think he's dumb. Like, hella dumb. And then, I don't know, there, like, something happened where, like, I think I, I don't remember how I ended up, like, naked with him in my room, but I'm pretty sure it was in this apartment, so it wasn't so long ago. It was, like, less than five years ago. But he went down on me, and, oh, my God, girl, like, Missy Elliott eat it like a vulture in a bad way. Like, I was like, ah, oh, ah, and I had to be like, please stop, please Please, whatever you're doing, please stop. Oh, no. Like, injured my regime. It was so rude. And I was just like, I just want you to get out of my house forever. I just never, I'm, 
Like, what are you? A, what are you? Are you a wild animal? Like you just like like. It's terrible. Oh, no, it was terrible. It was so terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, I wish we could auto tune like part of this podcast. That's that's the only way it could improve. Oh, no, we could improve it a million ways. Again, Anchor, we're talking to you. Why can't I import my personal rap songs? <laughs> I've tried so many different ways to... I want to make a rap album that clearly okay. is... Obviously, it's clearly not a rap album because <laughs> I do not rap. Also, the number one, like, offender in the world for me are, like, white rappers. I'm like, I don't even know. Like, what are you doing? Like... If you if you are white and you're influenced by rap, you would be like Kesha, right? But hey. like Eminem, if I if I could like drop kick something right now, I would. Ugh, the worst. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. But there is an app called what's it called? I just call it Rap App. That's not what it's called. Smule. Oh, it's called Smule. 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 Or do you think it's Smule? I a Smule. Whatever it is. Anyway, Smule, but the rap one. You guys should all get that app. It's amazing. And then you can make your own raps, and they're, they auto-tune it for you, and it's completely creepy and weird and funny. It's great. That um, app, well, you using that app really got me through, like, the darkest time of the first lockdown last year. So thank you. Thank you, Smule, and you're welcome from Smule. Yeah. Maybe Smule let's sponsor this podcast. We should get, if Smule sponsored the podcast, maybe I could put in my rap right now. It's like, I rode my bike so hard that my legs got fat. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just fucking snotted and spit vodka all over myself. Thinking about how fat my legs got. <laughs> that shit was crazier than shit. 2020, y'all, like, honestly, I, as a stress mechanism, like, as a coping mechanism for stress during 2020, I used to ride my bike for two to four hours a day, and we're talking, I would do, like, anywhere from, like, 10 to, like, 35 miles a day, seven days a week, (laughs) and then all of a sudden, my legs swelled up really big, because, like, my shit was, I don't know. I was really stressed out. Um, I have pictures of this. It was like really insane. And then, then I made a rap song on Smule that goes, I rode my bike so hard that my legs got fat. It was terrible. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, Allison, say goodbye to everybody. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming to the, what is this called? Not Literary. Not Literary Podcast. Um, you're welcome. And if any of the guys that I was talking shit on is listening to this podcast, I'm not sorry at all because you suck. (laughs) You suck. Okay, guys, that's our episode for this week. If you enjoyed the story that I told today, uh, you can get a copy of the book, Not Literary. Just go to the podcast description and all of the information for that is listed. And stay tuned because I'm going to go figure out how to get my rap song on this podcast. All right. Bye, guys. See you next week.
I rode my bike so hard that my legs got bad. It slowed up. It was terrible. They looked so lumpy. It hurt to walk. I fell asleep and woke up obese. What the fuck, man, 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 man. I rode my bike so hard that my legs got bad. It slowed up. It was terrible. They looked so lumpy. It hurt to walk. I fell asleep and woke up obese. What the fuck, man, 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 man. I rode my bike so hard that my legs got bad. I rode my bike so hard that my legs got bad. I rode my bike so hard that my legs got bad. It slowed up. It was terrible. They looked so lumpy. It hurt to walk. I fell asleep and woke up obese. What the fuck, man, 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 man. I rode my bike so hard that my legs.